Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Megan White, and this is the W Series Podcast. Jamie Chadwick is a double champion. The winner of W Series in 2019 repeated her achievement in 2021 after a dominant win at the Circuit of the Americas. Today on the podcast, we'll talk to Jamie and her season-long title rival Alice Powell, They went into the final round level on 109 points each, but it was the Williams development driver Chadwick who won both rounds on Saturday and Sunday in Austin. Unfortunately, their schedules meant we couldn't get them on the podcast at the same time, so first up, we'll talk to Jamie. Championship victory hands her 15 FIA Super License points, but does that mean we'll see her in a Friday practice session in Formula One sometime soon? What are her plans for next year? How does this championship compare to her first? And will she compete in W Series again, or will she look towards Formula 3 or WEC? Let's find out. So, welcome, Jamie. How are you feeling about the title now you've had a couple of weeks to reflect? Good, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, nice to have a few few weeks to finally just be back and yeah, enjoy the moment a little bit. Of course, yeah, it's it's one of those things that you obviously set out to achieve, so a bit of relief more than anything else. But also, um, yeah, now that kind of feeling of yeah, it's all kind of sunk in, but focus is on now. What's next? Yeah, and how, um, you know, you said this feeling season's felt harder fought than 2019. Was that specifically because of the pressure um, posed by Alice? Were there other reasons for that? Yeah, I think mainly, yeah, with Alice. I think in the first season, I was always ahead in the championship and I was sort of able to kind of manage the gap to behind. Whereas this year, every weekend, it was kind of going one way or the other between Alice and I. It was, yeah, very much, um, yeah, one weekend I'll be ahead, the next weekend she would be ahead. So going into the last round, um, first time I've ever been 
equal on points with someone. Um, definitely felt like I was being pushed a lot more. So, yeah, I think it was a nice challenge to have in that sense. And, yeah, made me, well, feel like I really had to make sure I was at the top of my game um, every weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It was. I mean, it was great, great battle to watch all season. Um, were you feeling a lot of pressure going into that last weekend in Austin? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I was, but at the same time, I felt pressure in every weekend because there's only eight races. Um, you know, if, if you make a mistake or, you know, if you have a bad weekend, then it can massively compromise your championship because there are so few. So, um, yeah, I felt the pressure in every weekend, but it definitely felt like it came to a head at the last one. And yeah, one of those feelings where you just really had to deliver in that moment. Yeah. And I mean, how would you rate your season overall? Um pretty good obviously happy to have um you know round it off how we did in Austin um and then obviously win the championship but yeah there's moments I look back at and I think we could have done a lot better or I could have done a lot better definitely um so yeah I'd say pretty good but yeah always looking for where you can improve and yeah looking at things that could have been better I think yeah and and what would you say those low points where you found things kind of tricky were um I think obviously a first race um although that was mainly out of our control um yeah that's not how I wanted to start the season at all um and then from there on in there's just little things um like Zanvoort qualifying I qualified third when it was because I made a mistake when I should have probably been on pole and yeah there's a lot of few little factors where um you know I think I could have done a better job than I did yeah no of course I mean what what were the high points for you then conversely kind of which were your favorite races where do you think you performed the best um I would say Budapest was a pretty good moment um Felt like we bounced back from Silverstone where I was a bit disappointed um, to a really good result in Budapest. And then, yeah, obviously the last weekend um, was the big highlight for me, um, knowing when, you know, the stakes were as high as they were. And yeah, with the extra race as well, um, that one felt like yeah a highlight for me. Silverstone must have been incredible as well. Home crowd, you know, not quite post-COVID, but getting there. How was that for you? Very cool. Yeah, that was the race I would have loved to have won just because it was so, yeah, so special to have, um, you know, a crowd like that there and the support we had as well. Um, and also we raced um, before the Formula One um, qualifying session or no sprint race, sorry, on Saturday. So the crowds are actually still there. And yeah, that was a really cool moment. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Veloce, it wasn't an official teams championship, but Veloce won the teams championship. How did the introduction of teams change the season for you? Was there a different setup to 2019? Like, how did that affect you as a driver? Yeah, I mean, internally, it wasn't too different. Uh, you know, W Series still run things so that, you know, you have your engineers and your mechanics that you're assigned. In 2019, we would swap those each weekend. This year, we kept them for the season. Um, so it wasn't like Veloce themselves were running the cars. So operationally, it didn't change so much. But for me, it did make a big difference because, um, you know, Veloce are like family to me and I'm with them in Extreme and, um, yeah, in other roles and capacities as well. So, yeah, to have them there and their support was uh, yeah, a nice thing. And I'm happy that we could reward them with their first championship as well. You've got ties with them in other areas. Did, did having them behind you here as well kind of boost your confidence, do you think? Definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a support, good support network is, is key. And having yeah, the Veloce guys there and their help and support throughout the whole season and investor support because they have a team, so they also want to succeed. Um, yeah, it did definitely make a big difference. And Whilst I can't really see them on the race weekends because of the COVID bubbles, it still was nice to have, you know, just the Veloce presence there and, you know, to feel that kind of support. On to something a bit different. Um, Michelle Mouton, the, the rally legend, uh, said recently that the FIA has proposed that the W Series champion gets an F3 seat. 
Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, and how else do you think that that upwards progression can be improved, helped, you know? Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually know that, um, but that's really cool. I mean, from my side, what W Series has done um, and how much it's helped me in my career is, is second to none. It's, it's been huge, but unfortunately, to still keep progressing, um, yeah, F3, for example, requires an even bigger budget than, you know, the prize money that we get through W Series. And yeah, even with that, trying to get into a team um, with it being already such a saturated market is difficult. So to have that kind of obvious progression um, and route forwards would be huge, I think, for the championship. So amazingly, if that could be the case. Um, but yeah, I think from my side, it's just trying to take every opportunity I can. And yeah, as a result of the exposure W Series has given me, it's definitely easier, I find, to do that than um, yeah before. Yeah, definitely. And and Nerea Marti and uh, Irina Sidokova and the Iron Dames drivers Maya Wogue and Dorian Pin are testing F3 cars this weekend. Do you think that that's further evidence that W Series is succeeding in its goal? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And those two, for me, are really good at all. The two W Series drivers and the other two as well are really good examples of really good up and coming drivers that, yeah, they're much younger than even me. So, um, yeah, they've got great career opportunities ahead of them. It's exciting that they you know, can experience this at their, their age now and that they've got the opportunity to you know, race in W Series, gain experience and then take the opportunities like the F3 tests when they come. So I'm really happy that that's kind of the way it's going. And I think it's great for, for our sport. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Abby Pulling as well was an amazing example this year of, of a you know, reserve driver coming in and doing so well, especially in Austin. Yeah, exactly. Abby did a great job. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed by, you know, what she's bringing to the series. And I think she can definitely be a title contender for next year. So, yeah, it's great to see the young guns coming through. Um, and I think that's what our sport, you know, needs is it's young girls coming through that can take these opportunities that are coming now because there are so many more. Um, and yeah, really grab them with both hands and yeah, have success with that. Definitely. So you've now got enough super license points for F1 free practice. Have there been any discussions with Williams about doing that? Um, I mean, there's been discussions with Williams. We're pushing to kind of create a more integrated role. Um, in terms of FP1s, nothing nothing for this year. Um, obviously, there's only a few races left. But yeah, if I can ideally try and get a test um, in the car and do something next year, that that's the aim. That's what I'm pushing for. And yeah, I'd love that to be obviously with Williams because the relationship I've had and how much they've supported me over the past few years. Yeah, I mean, the last woman to do free practice would have been Susie Wolf when Correct, whenever yeah. that was. Um, so yeah, it'd be great, great to see for lots of reasons, but also great for you. Um, and how was your WEC test? Good, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, yeah, very different to anything I'd driven before, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, something I'd love to, to do more of. Um, yeah, and again, that's another opportunity that is just so great that women are getting in the sport now. So the Richard Mill-backed car is... Yeah, definitely something that you don't see see often in the sport. So, yeah, it's amazing. And, um, yeah, something if, if I can and things allow that I'd love to get involved in at some point in the future. That that was my next question was, is that something that you're looking into doing a bit more of maybe next year or the year after? Or Yeah, potentially. I mean, Le Mans is a dream of mine anyway. Um, so I'd love to eventually one day compete in Le Mans and, and do that as a race. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I think... Still a lot to juggle, still a lot to work out, um, you know, what, what is the next obvious route for next year. But yeah, it's uh, something that I'd love to be a part of. I saw as well somewhere that you were looking at doing Dakar, well, interested in doing Dakar at some point. Interested, yeah, definitely <laughs> interested. Um, 
Yeah, that's something maybe uh, when I've got a bit more time to prepare properly. But um, yeah, I think after the extreme experience and um, the off-road stuff I've sort of done um, in tangent with that, I've got now kind of this bug and this interest in, in stuff like Dakar. And as a race goes, I'm so interested in it. So um, potentially uh, down the line, if I can get a seat and do something in that, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've this year you've done... Formula Regional W Series Extreme E. You've now had a WEC test. Like, is there anything you've not been doing? So <laughs> now you have point. the time. <laughs> I'm so lucky to be able to do so many different things. So, yeah, very fortunate. Um, and also, it's great that there's the opportunities to do it. So, I just want to never close a door if I can and keep doing it. And there's just so many different types of racing that that I'm interested in. That yeah, whilst I can, I, I'm lucky enough to do it. Then then I'll do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there's one round of the Extreme E season left uh, taking place in Dorset in December. You must be looking forward to that. How are you feeling? Yes. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because I missed the last two races. Um, so it's not going to be easy. But um, yeah, I think it's something the championship I really enjoy. I love what it stands for. So I'm going to go in and enjoy it, um, try and do my best. And yeah, obviously it being a UK race is um, something I'm excited about as well. So We'll see. I mean, I would also not be surprised if the team choose to take Emma as well over over me for the last weekend, um, just given the fact that I've not been in for the last two weekends or two races. So we'll see. But uh, if I can do it, I'd absolutely love it. Do you know when that will be confirmed? Um, I don't, actually. Um, I will find out. Um, but yeah, hopefully soon, because preparation will need to start soon enough. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think from my side, I'd love to do it, but I completely accept that, you know, it's, it's hard coming in a little bit on the back foot. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, it's great to see that McLaren are joining Extra as well, you know, really bolstering that popularity that it's gaining. Exactly. And obviously Emma's um, got the seat there. So it's great that, you know, a big manufacturer like McLaren has come in. And yeah, I think the championship's got so much opportunity to, you know, really go on to amazing things. And yeah, it's exciting to have been a part of it for the first year. What are your plans for next year? You know, you've said that it's unlikely that you'll stay in W Series. What is the plan? Yeah, I mean... Like I said, unlikely I'll stay in W Series. Um, no plan as of yet. Um, the plan is to stay in single-seaters and progress up in single-seaters, um, but just working out the obvious next route and what the best options are. Um, it's still something we're doing now, but hopefully we can kind of make, we'll find those answers sooner rather than later and, yeah, announce something by the end of the year, I hope. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously got that tie with Prema from Formula Regional. Is that a, a, an outfit that you're still in talks with? Would you look at joining them perhaps for Formula I mean, 3? I'd, or? I'd love to. Um, yeah, Prema are an amazing team. Um, I had a really difficult year with them last year, but yeah, they still completely see how they're you know, having so much success and it's an amazing team to be a part of. Unfortunately, the way F3 works is, um, you know, those seats get taken so quickly. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it wouldn't probably be an option for next year to to be with a team like that. But, yeah, it's trying to work out what the best options are after that. And I've missed the, the official test in Valencia. So, yeah, just trying to understand the landscape a little bit, little bit better, not throwing myself too much in the deep end, because whilst W Series is great, the lack of seat time will put me on the back foot in comparison to some of the guys that are going in um, having done no full programs preparing for F3 next year. So just trying to understand the landscape a bit better and making the right decision from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Well, next, let's catch up with Alice Powell, who just missed out on winning the title this year. But first of all, we want to thank today's podcast sponsor. If you've been dreaming about a beach getaway, but you're nowhere near the ocean, you may need to get creative. With Calm, you can listen to the relaxing sounds of the waves and give yourself a break wherever you are. 
We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools to improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com forward slash autosport, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. Now, back to the podcast, and Alice Powell joins us. Alice, how would you rate your season overall? That's a good question, actually. Uh, well, disappointing in the end. I didn't really have any sort of expectations because I hadn't sort of driven a single-seater um, you know, for, since really, okay, including the formulary rookie test at the start of 2020. Um, I hadn't driven a, a single-seater until sort of, you know, the angle seat test, really. Um, so it was sort of a year out of, of, of racing in a single-seater, whereas obviously others, um, you know, had quite a bit of time. Um, obviously, that in- included Jamie, because she's the year in, in regional in 2020. So going into Austria, it, the Austria one was a, a great weekend for me. And then it was sort of then we thought, OK, yeah, maybe we can uh, have a good good season. Um, Austria 2 wasn't fantastic, but then Silverstone and sort of onwards was was fairly decent so you know I'm obviously dis- really disappointed not to win the championship but you know overall finishing second for for the sort of the build-up that we had to to the championship um compared to others it's, it's not too bad no absolutely I mean you you know coming second is incredible anyway but did, did you you know going into that last weekend you were level on points with Jamie did you feel at any point like you know you might almost have the title in your reach it's hard to say. I mean, we were obviously level on points going into the final round. Um, and I knew that, that it was going to be in, I'd never been there before. I, I did some, some time on a sim. So going into that final race weekend, I knew it was going to be difficult. I knew Jamie was going to be strong. Obviously, quite a few things didn't go, go our way. We had a few sort of car issues in, in, in the, the first two free practice sessions and then an issue as well in qualifying. So... When I sort of came after qualifying, I knew it was going to be extremely difficult. Um, but yeah, I had a good good race one, and then race two, you know, we, we made a setup change, and, and and that really didn't help, so we couldn't move forward. So it was just, you know, probably the worst weekend of the year. Really, it it's, was really disappointing to to not obviously win the championship. But yeah, I mean, to be vice champion. It's, I still don't like saying it. Uh, vice champion doesn't it probably sounds a little bit better than saying finishing second, but I would have still liked to have obviously been coming here and, and talking to you saying that I was champion. So, you know, it was, was still a good year in terms of what I'll do next year. I, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I mean, you mentioned briefly there, but you had a great race one in Austin. You know, you went from P10 to the podium. How did that feel um, both during the race and afterwards? So sort of approaching the, the start of, of the race, I, I was sort of a little bit concerned. You know, P10 is basically slam bang in the middle of, 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 the, of the field. And we've seen in numerous categories, whether it's F4, or Formula One, the sort of incidents that can happen at, into Turn 1. So I thought, yeah, probably starting P10 really isn't the best place to be starting. So I knew that the start was going to be important and try and really make as many places as possible up at the start. Um, thankfully I had a really good launch off the line and you know I basically just kept my eyes forward I just knew I had to make as many places as possible and that Jamie was probably um, you know 
going to going to either win the race or, or finish in the top two. So I knew from, from my point of view, I just had to try and to keep everything alive is just move forward as quickly as possible. And, you know, our pace, because we, we were, you know, had no problems, problem free, um, you know, was was really good. I think we were, we got fastest lap in the race. So um, it's a shame that we couldn't just have done that in qualifying, um, you know, without the issues, obviously. Otherwise, it could have been a different story. But after the race was sort of, relief but at the same time I knew that it was going to be super hard um the next day obviously Jamie was starting on pole so it either needed um some you know some bad luck on her side or, or misfortune obviously once she crossed that line and obviously she, I knew she'd won the race and and I'd finished um you know uh, sixth I think I finished and I finished I can't even remember where I finished now I think it was sixth I knew that that clearly was was not enough, and and that we lost the championship. And it wasn't really until I sort of got out of the car and, and saw all the celebrations that I thought, yeah, this is this is pretty pretty crap, really. You mentioned a kind of that that wasn't a great weekend for you. Were there any other points in the season that felt not great, or, or was it overall quite a positive season for you? Obviously, uh, we had issues uh, with the car in Austria too, uh, with the, the the brake. So sort of actually a similar problem that we had in free practice too at Cota, but sort of not as bad. Um, that sort of was persisting sort of all weekend really uh, in Austria too. So you could look, maybe if I, I, I didn't have that sort of misfortune on that sort of weekend. I think we finished the race in about eighth after qualifying 12th that we could have, who knows? It could have been a different story. We could have been up there fighting with Jamie. Obviously, our pace on the on the first weekend was was extremely good, as we topped all, all, all three sessions. So, Spa as well in, in the wet um, wasn't a great weekend. We we finished fourth, so still in the top five. But you know, to look back and say finishing fourth wasn't a great <laughs> race weekend for us, you could sort of say that that actually it wasn't really a bad year. If I'm saying that fourth place was disappointing, um, one yeah. of the disappointing results. Well, exactly. I mean, what would you say the high points were? Which were your favourite races of the season? Probably the biggest one would be the British Grand Prix. You have to say, again, we, we topped all three sessions. Qualifying was, was amazing. Like I was physically sort of, you know, when, when drivers say they set that lap where it, you literally just absolutely gave it everything. Obviously, you're giving it everything all the time, but... I knew that I really need to, wanted to qualify on pole uh, and that it would be really important to try and qualify on pole to, to get a good run and get away from, from those behind. So, um, yeah, having having done um, a, a good lap time and then hearing that, that Fabian was was had pipped me, I literally had to sort of really definitely and give it my absolute all to, to try and get pole position. So literally ragged the car around and I didn't actually expect the lap to be as quickly as I did. But um, no, it was, yeah, it was, was a great, great lap and, you know, a qualifying session I certainly will never forget and a race weekend I'll sort of never, never forget because obviously winning in front of your home crowd is super special. Yeah, I was going to say we spoke about it briefly uh, a while ago, but winning that home race in front of your home crowd and your family all being there as well, it must have been such an incredible feeling. Yeah, it was. And, and, and our race um, was a really good time. It was about one o'clock as well. So it was sort of, you could say, prime time, really. Uh, and viewing figures were incredible on the TV as well. So, you know, and like you mentioned, having my family there was was amazing. They hadn't seen me race for a really, really long time. So for, for them to be there and, and support me and obviously 
you know they they found it a fantastic weekend being in the crowd they were watching in the crowd and uh you know said that the support for for us british drivers was amazing and they were super proud to to know that i was one of them so it was good yeah, absolutely. I remember speaking to my mum afterwards because she watched it and she was so chuffed. She's she's just started watching motorsport. She's like, yeah, Alice oh, won. I'm like, woohoo. So yeah, she's just she's always just been like cheering on the British drivers. Like she loves it. So it's um yeah, oh, the, the atmosphere looked the atmosphere looked incredible um that weekend. I was quite gutted not to be there. Um so how did this year feel different to 2019 you know with the added uh, team structure um, you drove with Jess Hawkins for Racing X did that dynamic of having a team make a difference um, how did the year overall coming back after Covid feel for you? Um, obviously it was quite a bit different because we, like as you mentioned we never had the, the teams in the championship in 2019 it was ran by sort of a different outfit so things were slightly different Having the team aspect, uh, obviously I couldn't ask really for a better teammate in Jess. We, we, we've known each other for a while anyway. We, we, we get on really well and we bounce off each other really well. But in terms of actually having a teammate, it didn't really make sort of too much difference because, you know, the team structure, we all still can see everybody's data. So I could see Jamie's video and data I wanted to. Other drivers in the championship could see mine. So that's only something you really get um in other series like you know if you've got let's say you're in team prima you can only get to see in prima whereas this is different um doesn't matter which team you're in you can view everybody's information so in terms of the team term in the structure of the teams it didn't make too much difference uh, but it was really cool to to know that you sort of also representing a team which is quite nice um and, and representing the the investors which are giving the support to us drivers it was nice to to know that you're you're fighting obviously not for yourselves but also to try and fight for for your team to get it further up the grid something a bit different part of your work is also coaching uh, drivers uh, including Abby, Abby Pulling who did an amazing job this season you know only appeared at four weekends but made a really big impact um, what did you think of her success and also was it an odd feeling to be lining up alongside someone you mentor on the grid she's had a, a, a difficult year to be honest you know she's had some, some really low times in in F4 uh, none of it to do with with herself so for her to to you know for her all her hard work basically to pay off at, at Cota and to see her you know on the podium obviously getting pole position as well was, was really nice because I've been there where you, you run out of money and, and you don't know what you're doing and you know you don't have a drive and it's you know people say well at least you, you know at least you got some racing in but that's not the point it's you know, if it's a career you want to do and you run out of finances, it's, it's super difficult to, to try and pick yourself up. So, you know, it was really tough, obviously, seeing one of my drivers, you know, going through something that I sort of experienced before where you, you feel like you have got nothing. Obviously, luckily for Abby, um, she was a reserve in, in W Series, so she had that to sort of to sort of cling on to and, and have hope and obviously she was very fortunate and, and you know it was, it was very well deserved to, to get the drive in, in Kota and to have her lining up alongside me obviously she raced I think her first race in W Series was at Silverstone and then she raced at Zambor and obviously Kota so Zambor wasn't the uh, sorry Kota wasn't the first time she she lined up alongside me but you know it was nice we, we did all the prep for, for all those races that she was racing in together um, so we, we used sim time together um, any other information we sort of shared so 
it was really nice and yeah she got her reward and it was really good I think personally on a on a on a note for her to, to finish the season on a high and she can hopefully take that confidence into um, next season which she'll obviously be the W Series yeah, definitely. I mean, do you think that obviously it was it was terrible that she had to um, withdraw from British F4 because of funding issues? It must have been a really hard time for her personally. Do you think that the fact you'd been through something similar helped because you had that relatability? I think so. I mean, obviously, I, I've had through numerous seasons where they were really last minute deals. Um, you know, you, you don't know that you're racing and then three weeks later you're racing. So I sort of knew what she, she was feeling and obviously she's still quite young and this is her first sort of experience of, of having to pull out of a championship due to budget. And it is tough. It's really not easy. And, you know, there'll be obviously many other drivers that have been in Abby's position that can relate and, you know, say how tough it is. So it, I think it helps. Uh, you don't obviously have to ask Abby that question, that question, but I think it would have definitely helped because um, I always say, and I always try and stick by it. If one door closes, another one opens. I had a door that was that was shut for like four or five years, but um, another one ain't opened that was, was W Series. And I think what was really good for her is, is you know, having W Series there. Obviously, she was reserve driver, but um, she showed what she could do, not just in, in F4, but uh, in previous races like, like Zambolt, for example, qualifying fifth on the grid. Um, I think that really solidified what she could do and, and you know it was really good for the series to to turn around and say to Abby look we'll give you a, a shot at Kota and she certainly delivered and you know and showed what she could do yeah absolutely I think she's going to really be one to watch next year for sure um Michelle Mouton said recently um that the FIA has proposed that the W Series champion in future gets an F3 seat um what are your thoughts on that for the likes of uh, Abby and, and those sort of younger drivers that are still aiming to, to get up the F1 ladder, I think it's fantastic. That's certainly the route that that you know certain drivers definitely want to go. Um, and I think naturally it's a good progression for for the champion to to progress into FIF3, which is obviously a stepping stone um, on on the form, the way to Formula One. So yeah, I, I fully support um, them having an, an F3 seat. Um, and obviously, it was great to see the the academy drivers had the opportunity, uh, Nerea and and Ira, to 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 test in the F3 uh, at Manny Corps a couple uh, not yesterday, day before. So it's really nice to see that the FIA and uh, Formula Three are, are really trying to support the series as well by by giving these these drivers and uh, you know uh, drivers in W Series that sort of opportunity. Definitely. Uh, and speaking of tests, it sounds like you really enjoyed your uh, your WEC test in Bahrain. How did you find it? I'd never driven anything like that before. Um, you know, I've done a little bit in GTs, but nothing nothing too much. No no prototype driving before. So to have the opportunity, um, which you know, huge thanks to to Richard Beal Belay Racing Team to, for allowing you know me to come out and participate in the rookie test. I really enjoyed it. The first experience of Bahrain too, so it was a new circuit, circuit as well for me to learn. But endurance racing is something that you know I definitely like to try in the future. And fuel saving and um, tire management, etc., is something which uh, you know definitely appeals to me. So to have that experience um, on the on that that morning 
that Sunday morning was was fantastic. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. I mean, is that something that you're considering for next year? Do you know what your plans will be yet? No idea what my plans will be. Um, obviously, the option to stay in W Series is there. Um, whether I'll I'll stay in the series, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm waiting to hear um, how uh, the Richard Belay Racing Team thought of my performance for the uh, for um, the, the test that I did uh, last Sunday. And there's some other offers potentially on the table as well. So you know, my door. I've got lucky enough to to have some doors open and some opportunities that have been created. Uh, what I'll be doing next year is still sort of a mystery to me. So uh, I'm just waiting to see kind of what sort of offers that I, I do eventually uh, get. Um, um, which opportunities I decide to take. Yeah, that's. I mean, it sounds fantastic that you've got, you know, several things on the table. You know, it's amazing that... Do you think W Series has really opened those doors for you? 2019 was my first year back racing for about four or five years. Yeah. You know, I was still pushing to try and find drives. Uh, I won a championship in, in 2014, which is the Asian Formula Renault Championship. And then in mm-hmm. 2015, I think I raced twice. So, yeah. um, and those were sort of one-off races. So... You know, it was I was still sort of pushing to to find drives and to try and get get my name out there. But obviously, W Series came along. 2019 um, was uh, a bit of a shock to the system again to be back out racing. Uh, people say it's like riding a bike, but it's definitely a little bit different to that. So, um, yeah, it took me a little bit of time to to get back into racing again and jump me back in a single seater. And yeah, without W Series, I, yeah, I could probably say that, that I wouldn't have had these opportunities that, I, that I'm getting now because no one probably would have remembered my, my name. Thanks again, Alice, and to Jamie for joining us. That's our podcast for today. Remember to follow Autosport for all the latest W Series news as we head towards Season 3 next year, and we'll see you soon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.